Hodges puts up the three. Long go. Rebound box. Now head over in this direction. Gone to three. back what's going on guys welcome back to cam's corner today joining me is none other than umass dartmouth starting quarterback and offensive rookie of the year in the massachusetts state collegiate athletic conference guys help me in welcoming dante avila santos to the show thank you for joining me uh dante how you been man i'm good bro thank you for having me man i'm excited to be a part of this i just want to give you a little shout out you know starting your own thing kudos to you bro and thank you for having me yeah anytime man anytime i appreciate it so much and incredible work from you this season uh, I know last year was canceled due to COVID. You know, it's starting to spike up again, like we just said. So, kind of start off, kind of start us off there. Like, like, how's your mind? How's your um, your mindset been going into uh, this past season? Yeah, so it was kind of it was kind of a lot of things because you know I'm technically coming in as just like a freshman on the field, right? Right. And we have a, we already had a senior at quarterback, so I was kind of coming in, you know, just thinking we're gonna learn from like from the guy, you know, and it's, he's right. like he's not, he's well respected, he's well known, you know, a lot of a lot of people in the conference feared him, so to be able to come in and be under a guy of that stature, it was it was pretty cool on my end, you know. Um, I had some great battles, you know, with me and Matt. He kept me pushing every day. Because, you know, like, obviously, Steve was our guy. So every day, like, I felt like me and Matt had to push each other to be the best we could because we knew there could there could be a chance where either one of us stepped in the game, you know. So, you know, with the season getting canceled, it was tough to really, you know, stay stay on everything just as everyone was going through that same problem, you know. So I kind of just had to – I kind of had to just go off the muscle and the love for the game, you know, just to really keep going and – Keep telling myself, you know, it's it's going to be over. You're going to get that chance. You know, you guys are going to be able to play. Um, and then we finally, you know, we finally got it, got the ability to play in the fall. Um, so, like I said, coming in under Steve, you don't really think you're going to play too much. So I was really just trying to, I was really trying to just up my knowledge for the game because the dude's really just a, a freak for the game and right. just knows it like the back of his hand, you know. So um, coming into that, it was pretty cool all throughout camp, you know, just getting his little insights on how he views things, how he goes about things down the distances, just, you know, little, little nicks and knacks that I can, you know, add my own little flair to as I take those in. And then we go down to Hudson, you know, I'm thinking, you know, wow, it's first, first college game, you know, overnight trip with the, with the guys. So it was just, it was a crazy experience. And then to think that, you know, 17, 20 minutes into the game, I'd end up playing and ultimately playing for the rest of the season. So I, I would have never thought of that. And I'm honestly just grateful and blessed to be in this position, to be honest. Yeah, no doubt. Has like, did anything like ever go through your mind? Like, you know, COVID might like cancel it and like the season might get ended. Cause I know like that um, has started yeah. to play in a lot of players uh, mindsets because of like, you know, what's going on now and, and things like that. Yeah. But I um, mean, <clears throat> in the fall, in the fall, it was, it was weird because like, even with COVID, it felt like everything was at like a normal you know, state with yeah. like everything, even with like COVID, because we had we had some mask policies that we had to follow and guidelines. But really, other than that, they allowed us to you know just play how we play, and they didn't they didn't put us on pause. They didn't 
you know, postpone anything. And that's also a credit to the other teams in our conference because, mm. you know, if a guy on a different team tests positive, you don't know how many team, how many kids from that team go down. And, right. It's you know, a whole roller coaster. Exactly. The whole Sucks. contact tracing, all that stuff. So, you know, um, having really not having to deal with that kind of was kind of was a blessing, especially, you know, it being outside with all of the fans, you know, you would think that they would minimize some fan, um, like attendance or whatever, but they didn't, they just let us ball. And we were kind of, we were kind of just taking it week by week, just like, obviously we love the fans and we love everything, but like, if there comes a point where it's just us and the other team on the field, that's just how it has to be, you know, just like everyone's going through that. We might have to be one of those teams to eventually go through that. Exactly. You got to pray that next season, you know, nothing else happens again. But like I said, this season, historical season from you, um, I know you said you've seen some of my episodes. Um, I like to start off every uh, episode, like kind of getting into like players, youths and like how they started like growing up and stuff like that. So uh, I know we talked a little bit yesterday about it. What was like uh, growing up in Cumberland, Rhode Island? What was like playing like um, a plentiful amount of sports like for you? Yeah, it was it was really fun. I mean, I I started in Providence, Kentucky yep. area. That's where that's where I'm originally from. So mm-hmm. I grew up playing for the Fairlawn Cardinals over here down on the west side of Pawtucket, and I kind of just grew there. That's where I kind of you know I started playing. I started off as a running back, and then one year my dad goes, he was our coach at the time, and he goes like, "Listen, we need a quarterback." He's talking to me and a couple of guys after practice one day. I'm just like, I mean, dad, you played quarterback because I obviously like I knew my dad and his yeah. his background. But like, hey, you played quarterback. How hard would it be for me to play quarterback? You know, so uh, that was like a year or two after I first started playing. And I kind of never looked back after that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it was just it was really fun. And then having to move to Cumberland, it kind of it kind of was a blessing. It Not a blessing, but well, obviously a blessing, you know, uh, I just want to say like, more opportunities stuff like that yeah, yeah more it was definitely more opportunities and it was definitely just a big culture change for me as well because um I want to say I was just you know going from the inner city and then you're moving to like a town it was just a, it was just a big adjustment for me and the moment that I like you know I got in tune with everything from playing basketball and playing football up there it was just it was really fun I mean uh I never really the only thing I'll say about youth sports is like I, I Although I like lived in Cumberland for majority of it, I really like hadn't played, you know, like town baseball or rec basketball um, in Cumberland. I, I actually like I would play like in different in different cities. So I I played rec basketball in like middle school and like um, in like North Providence. I would play I played baseball over by Slater Park. Um, I played a little soccer when I was younger, but that's the, those two years really don't count. But other yeah. than that, it was really just football over here at Fairlawn and basketball, just wherever I could pick up a ball and shoot it, to be honest. So you said you played, uh, you know, obviously basketball, football. So like the other kind of sports you played were just baseball, soccer, like nothing, nothing more than that. Yeah, no, I, I was going to try and get into lacrosse, but I was like, that's, that's way too much. I'm doing too much for myself right there. Right. Plus at a young age and everything like that. But like yeah, going back fact. to like basketball, football, like when did your youth day start? Like as far as like programs and what types of teams did you get yourself into like involved in at a young age? word um so I would say from the time I could pick up a football my brother was already playing football at the time for the Mm -hmm. Cardinals so by the time I could pick up a football you know I was just at every practice I'm like when am I going to be able to play so I kind of I started playing football the moment that I was able to play the moment like the age was um was available and then um as far as basketball same thing you know just the moment I could pick up a basketball I started to play the moment they allowed um certain age into leagues and stuff my parents put 
put me in. Mm-hmm. And really, I, I, after that, I can't look back. Yeah, I never looked back, and I just kept it pushing. Yeah, for sure. And I know we used to have some battles during AAU uh, facts, for basketball. Um, yeah, facts. Like those we talk about, days. yeah, and I, those, those, that's what like kind of shaped me and like kind of um, made me into like the person I am, like just having that yeah, passion facts. for sports and especially basketball. Um, exactly. I had a story. I remember the first time, like one of my first games with that uh, that like A team, I guess you could call it for the Breakers, yeah. um, was coached by uh, Anthony Mazzula. You know, Dan Mazzula, he was my coach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. God rest his soul, man. God yeah, rest his soul. For sure. Yeah, and um, so, yeah, his brother was the coach. And mm-hmm. um, I think it was like my seventh grade year. We played you guys. Like there was there was a bunch of different yep. breakers teams. And um, my friend Jay, you've probably seen him on the podcast a couple of times. Uh, I do um, like sit downs with him and Tom, uh, my friend yep. Tom, close friends. Um, yeah. So seventh grade, he went up for a layup and he like completely missed it. Like didn't even hit the rim. Yep. And I remember you, you were like, Kinker, Kinker. And he got so <laughs> mad, so mad. And like, yeah, I, I just so always remember that in my head. Like, that's how, like, that was yeah. like my first like memory of you and like, you know, going back and like DMing you. And I was like, those are like, that's where it all kind of started. Like, no, seriously. That definitely. Um, those, I, I want to say like, it's funny because those years, like we really, like we didn't lose a lot of games. And, yeah. But like the games that they were competitive and like that way they did go down to the wire. Mm-hmm. They for some reason always seemed to go down with that breakers team. And, and we're we're just gonna state the obvious the elephant in the room here is that one three one we just could not figure yeah. it out. <laughs> I don't know you guys. You guys just had all the right pieces oh to God. play at each at each part of that one three one. So mm-hmm. I think honestly, I'm just gonna have to. I'm just gonna have to say I think we just had the more athletic guys. We just got up and down the court super fast, as you remember, man. Yeah. There were really there were really too many teams in in our um, tournaments that that would be able to stay in front of us like. I, we got to credit that to our coach Lottie um, back in the day, man. Yeah. He really got us grinding every day. I um, I remember us doing this this thing we called it 32 minutes of hell. We'd show up to um, to practice like 8 a.m. on like a weekend. So like Saturday, you're like in middle school, 8 a.m. And the first thing you do is you're, it's literally 32 minutes of hell. So we would do like 17s. Um, we would do suicides. We would do laps. We would have to, We'd, we'd, we'd be baseline, set the ball at, like, the foul line area, and we'd have to, like, dive for the ball mm-hmm. on, like, the hardwood floor early in the morning. And we had to do all this. It might sound it might sound a little crazy, but we did all this, like, 32 minutes of grind at, with, like, 75-degree heat. He would turn up the heat, and then we'd have, like, no water until we finished. So it kind of it kind of just built us up to – built us all up. You know, look at you, if you look at guys like Angel – yeah. Amir, Sebastian, all all these guys who are doing phenomenal with um with their game, it kind of all gets credit back to those you know fundamental and foundation days back then when we were all just like babies, and then Lottie, you know, just training us and listening. It's all mental. You guys got to be able to be mentally tough, go through adversity, and then we kind of all just you know took that our own ways, and then we all went our own ways after middle school. It kind of it kind of just took off. And shout out to all those guys. Yeah, definitely. I know I had Lottie in like probably either fifth or sixth grade. And like I wasn't mm-hmm. obviously I wasn't anything. I was, you know, growing up in middle school and high school. But um, he was like my first like official like AAU coach. So like I didn't yeah. go through like those kind of sessions that you guys did. But like, you know, having the chance yeah. to be coached by, you know, Dan Mazula, like I had similar like stuff. No, so, yeah, like, yeah. Completely yeah, understand. Yeah, sure. completely understand like all that like hard work you had to go through at a young age to build your character as the athlete you are today. But um, yeah, so, you know, going back to like football and stuff like that growing up mm-hmm. what, what sport did you feel like you were better at like growing up like basketball or football 
See, that's tough. Like I, I, I never really were able to was able to like delineate between the two because it kind of it was really dependent on what season I was in. Yeah. Like if I'm in basketball, I kind of I would fall into a mode where it's like, damn, like I love basketball. Like this mm-hmm. is crazy. And then as soon as as soon as that's over, like basketball is basketball is a sport that's like always there for you. You know, you can pick it up like inside, you can pick it up outside, wherever exactly. you are. But football is really like a sport where you kind of gotta you gotta make make it your own. Uh, like how am I trying to say this? I don't know. You gotta you kind of gotta put your passion to it. Honestly, you can't. Yeah. It's not always gonna be there. You know what I'm saying? You gotta go. You gotta go out and get it every day. As far as like football only being like one game per week. Mm-hmm. There's so much preparation that goes into that, and you gotta fall in love with that. Like that's what I learned about playing football, man. Is like the game is pretty easy once you prepare for it at the correct level with the correct mindset and all those good things. Um, but like to to say between the two, it's it's like tough because like I said, like in season I'm in football, and and even like the off season when I'm in when I'm off for both, it's kind of mm-hmm. like what are you doing for football? Cause football comes up first. That's yeah. obviously that's how like the roadie uh, sports go. It's like football, basketball. And then like, yeah. So it, with that swing of things, it's obviously like as soon as basketball is over, I'm like, okay, now it's football season. Yeah. And exactly. then it, it sucks. Cause like you don't really get much of a break from football to basketball. So it was like, it was, you kind of just fell in right into that routine of like, okay, football's over now. It's basketball for a little bit. And then you're going right back to football. Cause you know, basketball is always going to be in like, the, the hindsight mirror, you're always going to be able to just turn around and go to practice here and there. But football is only like, you know, uh, a, a seasonal thing. Right. So bouncing off of that, how come, uh, you know, once you got to the high school level, like how did you decide that you wanted to continue all like both of those sports throughout all four years of high school? That yeah, that's just that's just like the love for each game, you know, mm-hmm. that's just wanting to play. And um, and your parents always telling you, you know, don't just um don't just force yourself to play one sport. You know what I mean? Try everything out, experience it. Life is all about experiences. And the more things that you can experience, the more fun you're going to have. And I can't say that I didn't have more fun playing in high school. You know, I, um, I had to, I had to start out as a wide receiver. Um, when I started playing varsity, my freshman year played quarterback. But when I transferred back to Cumberland, I ended up, you know, going back to wide out for a little bit. Um, but like, and then as far as basketball, being able to play with a guy like Tyler Cole, like Jackson yep. Zanke, and then even my freshman year, um, watching guys like Jaywan, Peter, Trevante, um, and then football-wise, a guy like Jalen Encarnacion. There was just there were so many guys in my um, young days as an athlete within high school that just like it was it was it's all a credit to them, and it was just a pleasure to like watch and be a part of all those teams because it was just like really cool. Yeah, and of course, like for me, like an outsider kind of looking back at it, it's like so many like room for opportunity one, and like now like. These mm-hmm. athletes have their own career. You have your own career and you kind of like, you know, I don't know if you have any relationship with them now, but you can mesh with them and see how yeah. they're at and, you know, learn from them. They learn from you. But yeah, going back to like the basketball sense, being a thousand point scorer at Cumberland, um, like run me through your basketball journey in high school. What, what it was like, like playing with like uh, Marquette guard now, Tyler Kolek. And like, do you have a relationship with him now? Yeah. So um, yeah. we all, we all try to, we try to stay in touch. I try to stay in touch with Ty, you know, um, whenever he left, I remember, I remember after our our sophomore year ended or my sophomore year, his junior year ended, we were coming in the classes towards the end of the year and I was just talking to him. I was like, so what's it going to be, man? What's it going to be? I was like, you with us next year? And then he I, he broke he broke the news. He was like, sadly, I don't think I'm going to be here. And I was like, hey, man, you got to do what you got to do. You know what I mean? Like, look at, look at him now. Like, you never want 
you never want to halt someone's success just for your own just for your own happiness you know like obviously exactly. it sucked not being able to play with the kid because if the kid was in the real we probably would have walked through that year sleeping yeah. but um it was it was it was a blessing and a disguise and a curse at the same time because you're losing literally the best player like Cumberland has ever seen and one of the best players the real has ever seen mm-hmm. and and you're moving up a division too you know like yeah. that year we d2 to d1 but as far as like basketball and like the relationships, it's pretty cool. Cause like my freshman year, um, we had guys like Trevante, who's now um, an NFL draft um, kind of contender. You know, he's fighting for a spot. He's fighting for a draft pick. Um, we had guys like Peter Wilson, who was a phenomenal athlete, Jay Juan, um, Stephen Laura. Those guys are great. Me being the young guy on that team, uh, I mean, on like a freshman team, that JV team, you really like you, you kind of you kind of knew them, but you really didn't have much relationship, obviously, because, you know, they're doing their own thing. You're trying to work on your game as a freshman. Exactly. But when I transferred when I transferred back to Cumberland, it was it was pretty cool because as far as football and basketball, I was accepted in, with open arms, you know, from both coaches and both both play both um, teams. You know, they welcome me with open arms and. It was it was super fun for basketball because me, Tyler and Jackson had like played middle school together. So we we already had some chemistry and some of the guys that were on that team already, like we already had chemistry. So it wasn't really like I was walking into a brand new setting. Like for me, it was St. Ray's was the brand new setting for me. Mm-hmm. Cumberland was kind of just like returning home, you know. So once we all started to get in the gym before the season even started, you know, that's kind of where I figured out Tyler's work ethic, too, is like. Man, I'm in football season and I'm I'm seeing this. I'm walking out of practice. I'm seeing this kid come into the gym, start putting up hundreds, thousands of shots each day. And towards the end of my football season, I would, you know, I'd be like, all right, hey, you think I can roll with you to the gym today? And of course, man, um, he was never one to turn anyone down. He always, he loved work. Yeah. Um, you know, he his his work ethic really is is a testament of where he is now and how hard he worked. Um, so I I really just gotta shout him out, man. That's really my guy. I'm proud of him and it's it's cool like with jackson too because jackson's up at dartmouth mm-hmm. so it's like to be able to watch these guys who are like i played with at a young level compete at a high level and you know at the next level too because not too many people get to do that so that that's really the coolest thing yeah, that's cool i didn't even know jackson went to dart so he goes to the same school as you do yeah yeah he, so you- he went to rick he went to rick his freshman year and then transferred over his sophomore year and now he's here yeah well i remember our so- my sophomore well, yeah our sophomore year we played you guys at Cumberland yep. and Jackson scored his uh, thousand point against us. Um, we had a couple yeah. teams do that, like <laughs> throughout high school, a couple of times. But yeah. um, so, like for you, what was the feeling like scoring a thousand points, and what was your mindset like, like throughout the course of the game, like knowing you were probably going to score at that game? Um, honestly, I I didn't even know that like I was like somewhat close because like I don't know, I don't know. Honestly, if when you're playing with a guy like Tyler and Jackson mm. as a young guy too, being like third option, like the third option, obviously because those guys are so high in their in their element and they're they're just such great athletes and scorers that you really all I needed to do was go out there and guard the best player and make a couple threes per game you know mm-hmm. so apparently I did that a lot more than I expected my sophomore year which set me up at a good pace and then junior year I kind of went into more like um a pass first rule because Jackson was now the guy I had to be the point guard because Tyler wasn't there so I went into more like a pass first rule and I think it was three-fourths of the season um into the season and we're at sk mm-hmm. and it was a crazy game from start to finish you know there were there were some choice words said from a fan that i didn't really you know appreciate um and then when he i started off one for six he had said that and it was it was like something happened to me and i just literally caught fire for the rest of the game 
Um, I sent, I hit a three to go into overtime and it was in that game um, that I had hit my thousandth and I didn't know that with mm-hmm. the 40 ball, which is pretty cool. Wow. Hit my thousandth, the 40 ball. Yeah. Um, and then the next game we ran, we ran a play, open and play the game. I hit a three and then they just called it right there. They said, no, um, we expected it to be this game, just the way that the, like the way my averages were working out and like how the games are going, but nobody expected a 40 ball, you know, to get, yeah. to get thrown there. So it, it was definitely cool. And it, was, it kind of felt good to get it out in the beginning of the game because that way you can just focus on the game because, you know, with accolades like that in any sport, any nature, any level you're at, you especially if they're toward, dwindling towards the end of the game. Like, I, for instance, a guy like Justin Jefferson, who just was, I think, 24 yards shy of the Vikings single season record, mm-hmm. kind of sucks for him now because, like, he had to wait till the end of the game to get a chance. And, you know, me getting me getting my thousandth out at the beginning of the, at the, beginning of the game, it just allowed us to focus on the game and, you know, really just get back to the the real the real life of the game. I enjoyed the moment. You know, it was cool. Definitely got to be blessed and appreciate that because, you know, not too many people get to say that. Um, yeah. So it, it was it was just really cool, man, just, especially to be up there and have my name in those records with guys like Tyler and Jackson and Brandon, you know, really great guys who have came through Cumberland and put and put a put a name for themselves. Yeah, definitely cool to look back on that for sure, no doubt. And like, you know, playing both sports like you did, for example, like the basketball concepts and skills like help you on the football field as well. And like vice versa, the like football concepts and skills like help you on the court as well. Yeah, um, there's it's crazy because um, I have one move in football that just for some reason is just like is like my go to. And it's kind of my basketball move at the same time. Yeah. It's my it's my big long crossover. So it's like the AI crossover that I like to say. Um <laughs> But I feel like um, athletically, a lot of things are interchangeable agility wise and like, you know, footwork wise, you can you can always you can always add your flair to things in different aspects of of whatever you do in life. So I kind of just took my work and in life and like as an athlete more so than, uh, you know, a, a strict sport rather rather than just honing in on like football, basketball. When I was in high school, like obviously you would be subject to some workouts that required just basketball and just football. But for the most part, I tried to, you know, get better as just an athlete and make me a better athlete and allow some of those skills and traits to be um, interpreted in both in both in both sports. Exactly. So now bouncing into football now, like I know you said uh, early on, you played a uh, wide out a couple of times and then you started mm-hmm. to develop that, uh, that QB role. So when was it when you were named like, starting quarterback and you started like that was like your like like final role. Yeah. Really. So um I only played I only played wide out because we had a we had an older guy above me. Mm-hmm. Um so him playing him playing Q, I just went to wide out to get on the field. That I would say probably is, you know, my biggest regret. I should have just, you know, stayed at stayed at quarterback my my entire career and just kind of played behind Joe and just, you know, not and just waited my turn, honestly, because quarterback quarterback was my first love, but I wanted to do anything to help the team win. And, you know, I'll do anything to help my team win. So I just had to, you know, I had to stick it out, play wide out for a couple of years, but I actually enjoyed it. And there's, there's, um, there's one thing that I liked about wide out was coming from quarterback. You understood what you wanted your wide out to do. And you kind of understood like how defenses would react to certain things as your, as your wide out does them. So me being able to transition in the wide out, I think that helped me a lot and that made it uh, a smoother and easier process for me because it allowed me and Joe to just be on the same page a lot. And that's, 
I think that's where you saw some of the, you know, some of the games where I had um, a lot of yards or a couple of touchdowns was just being able to understand the space, understand, um, you know, where to be, where not to be, leverage and all those good things, you know, all those things you really want to um, focus in on when you're right at the line of scrimmage. So it, I would say early on to wide out, it was an adjustment period. But then when I switched over to quarterback, it was kind of like riding a bike. You know, as soon as I hopped back on the bike, I was like, hey, we're back now, you know. Mm. Um, and I never kind of fell away from quarterback either. With Joe being the starter, I was always, you know, I was the backup, God forbid. He went down and um, he actually did go down my sophomore year. So towards the end of my sophomore year, I was able to get my first start at quarterback against Rodgers. I ended up going for 380 and like three touchdowns, which is pretty cool. So, yeah. Um, yeah, and then we got absolutely like cracked by Kendrick in the next game in the first mm-hmm. round of playoffs. Yeah. Um, and you know, playing playing Hendrick in, you know, seeing guys my freshman year, um, like Quiddy Pay, I saw saw him live in action. You know, a guy like Xavier Trust live in action. Yep. Um, and have Jason Onye, who's at Notre Dame. You know, being on the field with those guys, it's like it's crazy to think about because you see some of the things they're doing, they were doing at a high school level. And you're just like, they're, they were, they're able to produce at the highest of high levels, you know, like Xavier uh, just got a national championship yeah. with, uh, with, with Georgia and Quiddy with Michigan was just a dog for four years and look at him now in the NFL. So it's like to be able to say that, like, I not, maybe not shared the field, but I was able to, you know, see what they were doing and I was able to watch them, in Rhode Island, I, I think that was really cool. Shout out to all the Rhode Island ballers, man. Um, and then my senior year, when I kind of got called back to quarterback, it was, it was really fun because a lot of the guys, like, already knew that I had played quarterback. So yeah. after after my after my junior season, like, we just got right into it as I was a quarterback. And it felt like it felt like I had, like, been there my entire career at Cumberland, you know, the way that, the way that Coach Lima, you know, handle things and the way that um our wideouts were just so so punctual with what they did it, it's that that's a credit to our wideout coach from the previous year um just really found being foundational for those for those young guys who ultimately would step up because my senior year we were a young team in, in both sports football and basketball we really didn't have a lot of seniors that contributed at our school for for sports as far as like football and basketball but it, it was just it was really fun man and I was just I was just blessed to get back out there as quarterback to be honest yeah, definitely. Going back to like those guys like Quiddy and Xavier, like so IO, but like obviously for you, you yeah. know, being like an opponent and especially like their teammates, just to see you know where they're at now, and it, it gives like everyone kind of like a confidence booster. Like if they can do it, like why can't I do it? You know what I mean? No, so, man. I've been watching. I've been I've been just focusing on those guys, man, and I'm just kind of trying to run my own race and just meet them at the top. You know, I just it's really really cool to see guys like that coming out of Rhode Island and definitely producing at, at a high level. So. That's something like you said. It gives it gives every one of us hope. And now, if you if you're if you're a Rhode Island person, you're seeing a lot of guys are getting offers. You're seeing a lot of guys are getting that fi- finally getting that exposure that Rhode Island always needed. Mm-hmm. You know, just because just because it's a 45 minute drive up and through Rhode Island doesn't mean you know we don't got talent here. Exactly. I think one thing one thing that I I will say. So I've been at school with a lot of I go to school in Mass. So yeah. we get a lot of we get majority Massachusetts kids, majority Connecticut kids. And the one thing that we'll always battle about is we'll say the like mass is only good because of the eight divisions. And we'll like joke about it. Obviously, wow. you know, they mass have eight has divisions? they have they have like seven, but it's it's like yeah, I'm not you know, I'm not trying to not trying to trash on the MIA. Oh, yeah, yeah. Just 
I think I think I think Rhode Island special because you know we don't do the school size thing. We have a team like we have a school like Moses Brown with, you know, I don't know how X amount of kids and a low X amount of kids, mm. and they're playing Division One football. You know, and if you're a Rhode Island kid, so you know, the real is consistently like I think the way the divisions go, it's like the best on the best. You know, like it dwindles down as you go as you go deeper. Like obviously, you know, some competition falls off and you find your gems throughout those divisions, but as far as like the division one, the division two, three, and four in Rhode Island, you know, D one, you kind of get the, the, you get the great, you get the great teams in Rhode, in Rhode Island. Um, and then it just kind of trickle, uh, trickles down from there. But then in mass, you like, it's weird because they go off a of school size. So like yep. you'll have to us, they'll have like a gem in like D seven, which is, is nowhere near close to like what we have in Rhode Island. So right. it's like, we're, we're like we go back and forth with them like oh you know if we were in d6 you know we could we could get just as much as exposure as you guys but i heard connecticut's the same way they do like similar four divisions so it's pretty cool and i it's just, it just sucks because you know a lot of a lot of guys get overlooked just because we're a 40 we're 45 minute up and through travel and we only have four divisions but like you know we got we got a lot of gems here and it's hard to it's hard to choose out the gems at the highest level in Rhode Island because, you know, they're all battling against each other at the, all, at the whole time. You know, they're not battling other school-sized teams, which, like, you know, some schools field 30 kids, some schools field 80 to 90. So, like, it's any given it's any given Friday at that point. Yeah, definitely. I like, uh, you know, you learn something new every day. I don't even know that Mass had seven uh, divisions. Yeah. Like. They, yeah, and obviously it's because Mass is so big, you know. Yeah. Like, you, yeah, yeah. you know, they're, they're huge in itself. Um. But it's like they they have some they do have some divisions where it's like the 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 really really good teams are in that division. But like just as because mass is so big as a whole, you know, when you look at the divisions, you can you'll find a, like a great great player playing in like one of those divisions because of his school size. You know, like he doesn't get the chance to go up against the best, and some of those kids, you know, because of their school size, are forced to play against one of like the great kids of mass. You know. Yeah, we say Mass is so big because we're from around. Like, we don't even know, like, yeah, the no, side of the country. Like, it's, it's it's insane to think about, like, how other players have to go, like, um, exactly battle through high school and stuff like that. But, exactly. um, you know, kind of wrapping up high school, like, your whole high school career and stuff like that, thinking about college. Um, at what point did you say to yourself, like, I have to choose, like, one sport or the other to continue my journey at the college level? Because I'm sure, like, you had some offers for basketball as well, you know, and football, like, at the end of your career. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll take it. I'll take it slow as far as basketball. I don't know. I think. One thing that I definitely realized, I think it was a little bit too late, maybe, but not not too late because I'm blessed to be where I am. You know, I wouldn't I wouldn't change anything. But at the high school level, you know, it's really all about what exposure you can get for yourself away from high school sports. You know, as far as like for football, you need to go to camps, you know, you need to go to a lot of these workouts, go to these visits you know, and Lima, Coach Lima did a really great job of trying to implement this to us. But, you know, some some of us were some of us just had different different ideas and different thought processes of ways thing went for me personally. I know I thought I thought that people like come to you, you know, I didn't know mm -hmm. you had to go send out your film to coaches, all of that stuff. You know, I, I only did that my senior year. So um, it, it was tough because he Coach Lima helped us like get a lot of exposure for football and he sent a crazy amount of kids to play college football and like basketball it really wasn't like that you know we kind of just showed up and played it really wasn't any 
expectations of playing at the next level. And I think that's why that's why Tyler ended up probably leaving because he realized that, you know, if I really want to play at a high level, I got to go get exposure somewhere um, and, you know, play under people that are going to get me exposure and get me to the next level, you know, so. Um, I really, I really didn't get any looks for basketball, which I kind of, you know, I, I wish, I wish I did, you know, mm -hmm. basketball is definitely one of the first loves, but football, you know, um, with, like I said, coach Lima did a great job at getting us exposure, telling coaches, you know, Hey, look, we got guys every, every year, you know, he recycles it. He comes in, he has new coaches, he has coaches coming in and getting looks for guys, you know, he'll, he'll ask guys who wants to play college football and he's, you know, Everyone likes to think, oh, because of that, because of the D1, D2, you know, division thing in college that that those are the only good athletes that are being sent to play college football. But if you look at a program like Cumberland, they've sent countless amount of, you know, D3, some D2 athletes, some some low D1 athletes um, from the time that Lee, Coach Lima's gotten there. So, you know, he's done a really great job exposing kids. So kind of just to bring it back full circle. Um, I really was only given football looks, you know, only, only football coaches had reached out. Um, so that, that ended up kind of, you know, leaving me with the choice. It's a it's football or school. So I ended up, you know, I ended up just going with the football and, you know, not going to look back now. Right. So was, uh, so you saying you had to reach out to these coaches, send them film and stuff like that. Were there any schools yeah. like more than just Dartmouth that were like, you know, kind of like answering you back and looking your way? Yeah, so um, I definitely I, I definitely got a lot of love from a lot of the D three teams um, around around New England, you know. Um, so I I'm, I was grateful for that. Uh, we had we had a couple of D two we had a couple of D twos. I think it was like Assumption and Bentley come in, um, and then we we had uh, Holy Cross. I remember taking a visit with Coach Lima, you know, like lit a literal visit to Holy Cross, um, and then we had I believe. Sacred Heart come in um, and they, there might have been one other school, but, you know, um, just the way that some things worked out, I was I was fortunate enough to to um, choose UMass Dartmouth and, you know, I'm here now. Yeah. So like we said earlier, going back like to like the COVID situation, your freshman year, like how did you find out about the like, cancellations and everything? Did you have like any kind of like team meetings before that or like workouts or anything like that? Or Yeah. So um, it kind of it kind of hit at a weird time. It kind of hit during like when COVID hit it was kind of like in the commitment process you know um I remember being in basketball season and trying to go on a I was gonna have my overnight um at UMass but we were in basketball season and it was the week that we had um we had the opening round for the divisional playoffs and we ended we had one socket first and then Hendrickson so I told I told coach McCormick I was like I was like hey um I have a I know I have the overnight this weekend, but I have a game on Friday. And if we win, you know, we got practice Saturday, so I'm not going to be able to do the overnight, this, that. Um, and he was like, hey, man, yeah, no worries. Let's just try and get Let's try and get a, get you up here as much as, as fast as we can. Because Coach McCormick was showing me so much love, man. He, he really wanted me there. And he, I got to give him the credit for what UMass is doing right now. His recruiting, a lot of the guys that I talked to, I was like, yo, who recruited you? Like Coach McCormick, Coach McCormick, Coach McCormick. So he brought a lot of the guys there. So. Um, just going back, like I said, we're we're in the season and we we ended up beating socket. So I was like, okay, word. Um, yeah. I told my I told coach I was like, yeah, sorry, coach, we're gonna have to reschedule it. He was like, oh, no worries, best of luck. Um, continue going. So we ended up losing. Um, 
we ended up losing to NK. I'm sorry, it, it went one socket then North Kingston. So then we ended up losing to North Kingston um, the next game. And then that kind of cut, that ended our season. We didn't even make the open. And this is kind of selfish. It's going to sound very selfish, but uh, I was glad that COVID hit because no one got the open run. You know, yeah. like and people only got the divisional run. No one got the state tournament run. So I was I was kind of blessed for that. Um, but to, to bring it back to the to the commitment process, it was like COVID had hit that week mm-hmm. in literally the opening round of uh, the state tournament. So like a lot of the teams got canceled. And as soon as as soon as that got canceled, I was like, I tried to hit up coach. I was like, so are we still on for the overnight? He was like, listen, man, COVID hit around here too, so we're probably not going to be able to. So it was. It was really you tough. Just to, missed it, yeah. I literally just missed Damn. the overnight, so um, it was it was really tough to just sit there and be like, okay, I kind of I got to commit off of like you know going off of one, going on two visits, and you know a lot of a lot of hopes and there's a lot of a lot of talking. You know, I really wasn't able to see a lot. I went on me and Shane went on like uh, one visit there and one visit to Southern Connecticut, but we were like, damn, like, you know, we didn't really get this ability to go tour all these schools because we're so busy with football and basketball ourselves. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it was tough to go through that. But I kind of just, you know, after a long and thoughtful process, like every other commitment said, every other commit says, you know, I I just ended up going with Dartmouth and I thought that was the best thing to do. And, you know, clearly, clearly it was and clearly it is. Yeah, it definitely has been, like you just said as well. Like uh, looking back at the season that you just had, 25 touchdowns, uh, passing touchdowns, 33 total touchdowns, like 21, like 100 yards, like just a historical year for you. Um, Thanks, man. Hey, yeah, no problem. How does that feel uh, to accomplish all those kinds of accolades and stuff like that? I mean, it, feel, it feels really cool because, you know, it it kind of just shows that the fruits of your labor are are finally showing, you know, it, this didn't, it didn't happen overnight. You know, there was a lot of blood, sweat and tears, a lot of work, a lot of, a lot of long nights thinking, you know, is just, you know, am I really going to do this? You know, like, this is really what you want. And, you know, so just going in there this season, you know, I, me, I shouldn't even, like we talked about in the beginning, I shouldn't even have been on the field with Steve there. Him getting hurt kind of put me in the position to, you know, get the chance, which sucks because you never want to, you never want to prey on someone. You never want to prey on injury, which is the reason why you enter, you know, bro. So it's like with him going down, um, it kind of, it just sucked. But, you know, what are you going to do? You know, it's, it's sports. Exactly. Uh, injuries happen, so you kind of just got to move with, go with the flow, and um, it it, it really is a, it, I really got to appreciate you know the guys I got around me, the coaching staff around me because you know although I was a I was a freshman coming in, it's not like they didn't they didn't hold me to freshman standards, you know they didn't they didn't hold any of the freshmen that played to freshman standards. It was like if you're gonna play, you're gonna be held to a standard which is expected, and you know if you're not competing, it's next man up, you know. So when we got that final wake up call versus Westcon after our second loss, it was like personally for me, it was just like all right, you know, like you don't you don't get too many chances, and if you get and if you want to play in November, you want to play. You want to play postseason football? It start. It starts now. You know you can't. No more losses. You guys got to go on a roll. And you know we went on a roll, and we really didn't look back. And I, I think with the work that everyone's putting in right now, it's going to be really exciting to see us fall next year. Yeah, no, for sure. I definitely want to try to come out there because I know uh, one of my close friends that I grew up with in high school, Tom Zednick, one of your guys' whiteouts. Yeah, like yeah. he's crazy. Want, man. Definitely want to come see you guys play for sure because I know yeah. a lot of connections up there. Uh, especially, you know, basketball too. I know you said Jackson goes there now. Um, yep. 
but you know, going back to like your situation, kind of like I know it sounds like mm-hmm. bad in a way, not like bad in a way, but like look at Brady. Yeah. Like if, if Bledsoe wasn't hurt, exactly. no, Brady exactly. wouldn't have got that. You know what I mean? So it's like you got to take the good with the bad, but obviously you don't want to see anyone get hurt at the end of the day because that's you know that's just not what you want to see. But if opportunities exactly. come your way, you got to make the uh, the best out of it, like you have been. Exactly, exactly. So to kind of wrap it up a little bit, um, going back to like uh, like one of your like kind of like biggest accomplishments was like the Golden Helmet Award. I don't really know yeah. personally what that is, so like explain to me what it yeah. was and like how you uh, were awarded it. Yeah, so a Golden Helmet, the Golden Helmet is the best performance of the week um, for D two or D three. Mm-hmm. So it's a culmination of the two divisions, and it's a weekly award. And, you know, just to put things into perspective, I, I love to talk so highly of this kid because he really deserves it. He works so hard, you know, and it sucks to see that his career was ended due to injury. But Steve played in seven games his junior year before he got hurt. Right. And he threw for, I think, 22 to 2,500 yards, um, around 20 to 30 TDs. And he uh, won the Golden Helmet twice. Mm-hmm. So to win that weekly award twice for the best performance in D2 and D3, you know, and win that in seven games, like uh, there's there's three other games that the kid missed out on. Who knows? Yeah. Maybe he gets maybe he gets five Golden Helmet awards. So it's like it kind of sucks. But um, to just put it in com- into comparison of how how great of a quarterback he was at, and before before I stepped in, you know, that's why I say I stepped into a great position because I stepped into a great position because he was such a great athlete and um, his accolades spoke for themselves that, you know, when I got that award, I'm like, you know, okay, that's cool. But like, I, you know, we're chasing Steve, man. This kid got it and he got it two, two of them in only seven games and it took me 10 games to get one, you know? So that that's just a little competitive nature in me, but I, I definitely – I'm definitely appreciative of it, you know, being there, being around, you know, a lot of high level division one guys and even, um, you know, the D2 and D3 guys that were there. It was really cool to be there because it just it showed that, you know, we're all we're all competing at the highest level. You know, we're all doing our thing and we're all getting noticed, too. I think that was the most appreciating thing that I was you know, grateful for that night was it wasn't just a division three banquet, you know, it wasn't just a division. It was like a divisional banquet. It was an, it was a college banquet, you know, and for the Northeast guys, that's really cool. Cause you know, a lot of us get overlooked and, you know, um, we don't get a lot of love. So to see, see a lot of these, you know, Bryant, URI team, Sacred Heart, you know, UNH, um, you know, just surrounding areas all be at the same, all be at the same venue. It was just really cool to see everything come full circle. Yeah, definitely. And like going back to like the golden helmet, like uh, you said, like I said, I didn't know what it was. You say it's a combination of two and three. So, you know, for you to win that award, it's like, all right, like I'm, I could, I could play a D2 level. Like it gives you a confidence booster. Yeah, it gives yeah, you like exactly. Momentum exactly. to keep going and just keep getting better. And especially yeah. looking up to the quarterback, Steve, like you were talking about how he's been doing it. And, you know, again, it sucks that he was hurt, but you want to keep looking up to him and just keep pushing and to be the best player you can. And I applaud Thanks. that Thanks, all, all day, man, all day. But um, that kind of wraps up our time. I appreciate all the time you got, Dante. I got one last question though before I let you go. Uh, what did you think of Cam's Corner and who might you want to see next as a featured guest? Yo, this is fire, man. Uh, like I said in the beginning, I got I to gotta tip my hat to you, bro. Keep going. Don't stop, bro. Um, you. you got a great thing going for you right now. Um, if there's one person that I need to see on Cam's Corner. You already got the Camellas. You already got Angel. I might need to see my guy Shane. I might need to Shane. see my guy Shane nearby. Um, or Isaiah Cole, you know, my fellow Cumberland guys. Or if you wanna if you wanna show more Cumberland guys love, we got um Ryan Larson down at WNE. Um, 
who else do we got? Who else do we got? We got we got kid Dylan Powers who's gonna make his commitment very soon. Um, a lot of guys making their commitments very soon from the younger level. But as far as you know, some Cumberland guys, I definitely would love to see more Cumberland guys getting some love because. I don't think Cumberland gets shown a lot of love because we're a small town and people try to overlook us, but we really got some of the best ballers in the state over here. I'll definitely try to make the connections, reach out to these guys and get them on as soon as possible. But as far as you, man, yeah, I appreciate you your help time. from me, let me know. I'll definitely get in contact with those guys, man. Yeah, definitely. I'll reach out as soon as I can, bro. I appreciate the time again and I hope you have a good day. Course, and I appreciate man. I appreciate you waking up early with me, man. I got a yeah, no doubt, man. pretty tight yeah, schedule, but let no me problem, know. Let me know whenever you need and whenever you want to get back into this, bro. I'm always down. Stay safe and I wish you well, man. You too, man. Have a good one. You too.